Hi, and welcome to Milfy Rich. I'm your host, Jenny Jector. This podcast is all about motherhood, the heavy emphasis on the ways that we nurture ourselves and the ways that we self-abandon. I'll be sharing personal growth stories and tools from my own life and the lives of my clients, as well as conversations with experts who are helping to shatter old paradigms of motherhood so that women everywhere can embrace what it means to be fully alive and fully themselves. It's time to get lit and embrace your intoxicating aliveness. Hello, ladies. Welcome to another episode of Milky Rich. I'm so glad you're here. I'm super excited today because I have a super fun Friday planned. I've got to finish up some coaching calls this morning, and then I am driving to Atlanta to get some hair extensions. <laughs> and I will tell you, like, I'm so excited to get hair extensions um, because it just like makes me feel so into my extraness. And for the longest part of my life, I felt like I really tried to hide this part of who I am. It's like very extra, very glam, very like into beauty products and all this stuff. And now I just feel so accepting of her this aspect of myself. And I just really let her play in my life. And the way she likes to play in my life is with my long nails and eyelash extensions that I've been using with Lashify, which are so freaking fun. Oh my gosh. And like with hair. So I'm really having a lot of fun. And so I'm super excited for that today. And I'm also having dinner with a friend at a really nice restaurant and they have a beautifully curated alcohol-free list. So I am super excited. I want to talk to you today about um, one of the frameworks that I use with my clients to help them understand why they're drinking. And I want to go over with you today, the three motivations that most of us will have when we are choosing to drink alcohol and maybe not wanting to. It's really important that when you're starting to look at your relationship with alcohol, that you have a very compassionate understanding of why you're choosing to drink. And I think when we look at what are these motivations, like if you think of your why as a motivation, right, your reasoning, And when you can siphon it down into one of these three containers, it can be a lot easier to see ourselves and gain awareness of ourselves. And then we can change when we can see like, oh, I'm drinking because I'm scared. Like I'm not going to feel accepted. I, so that means I need to like work on me feeling accepting of myself, no matter what. So I want to go over these three different types of motivations. And I want to say that the framework that I use with my clients when they work with me one-on-one or in groups is the positive intelligence framework. And you can check that out. I'll put in the show notes, some links for you to look at to help you see what some of the saboteurs are that we all have that start to create 
negative emotion in our lives and a lot of negative consequences. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. And I think that for another episode, I'm going to go into detail about which saboteurs create which emotions and might be leading you to drink more than you want. But for today, to keep it short and sweet and super digestible, I just want to go over the three primary motivations that tend to make us want to drink alcohol. So the first motivation is for independence. So when I say independence, I can also use a word like your authority, your self, your, your, uh, self-control, your agency. And with independence, what we're seeking is a need for boundaries with others and main dependence from them. So what would this look like with your drinking? A story that comes to mind is like, you're mad about something that happened at work. You feel as though something is happening to you at, at your job, your boss says something uh, that is confronting. And in an effort to almost be like an F you to the boss and to the situation, you decide to get drunk that night. It's kind of like when we have a fight with our partner and then we go and have a lot of drinks in order to calm our anger. There's an internal F you that we're saying in these responses that actually turns into an F me. Because when we're drinking, we are not treating ourselves well. We are ingesting something that has a negative consequence later on. And so this need for independence where we're trying to some sort of like, you don't get to tell me what to do energy, or I'm my own person. I get to make my decisions. It always ends up with us over-consuming at the expense of ourselves. So the motivation for independence comes from this desire to like feel in control. And sometimes what we're trying to do is to establish control of our emotions. So a lot of times when you're trying to, when you're motivated to control your emotions, you're saying to yourself, this isn't okay. How I feel isn't okay. I'm in control of how I want to feel. And so I'm going to drink alcohol and go ahead and dictate all parts of my personality, all emotional responses with this one decision. Another way this might show up is when you are feeling out of control with a circumstance, a life situation that you really cannot fix. When you can't fix something, it's outside of you and you tend to be someone who feels a very strong desire to control, this will trigger the response of drinking because your mind can't tolerate 
you believing that you can't control something else. So, well, if I can't control other things, I'm at least going to control the idea that I can't control and how terrible that makes me feel. That feeling of being out of control or being almost helpless. I'm going to drink alcohol in order to numb out this cognitive dissonance that I'm feeling because I can't fix this thing. The next motivation that we see is acceptance. So acceptance is where we are very hyper-focused on a need to maintain a positive image in the eyes of others, to be accepted by them, and to gain their affection. So this might come up when you feel a lot of social anxiety around other people, where you have a hyper focus on how they perceive you. And we can even look at like, because with drinking, I forget the exact statistic. I think it's something like 80% of the population drinks. Well, if 80% of the population drinks, that means 80% of your friend group probably drinks. 80% of your family probably drinks alcohol. And so this is very triggering to that survival part of our brain that needs to fit in in order to stay alive. We have not evolved past this part of our brain. It will always be there. You know, your brain is always thinking if someone doesn't like you, it's possible you could die. And this is just an automatic thing. And unless you're catching it in real time, it can make you do things that you don't really want to do that are going against your values, that are going against your priorities. So this could look like you going to a party and the next day, you know, you have a full day of activities that you have planned, like doing stuff with your kids. And like, maybe you've got, like, you're taking your daughter to, to soccer and you've got, you know, errands to run and you've had a really busy week already. And you know, that Saturday is kind of like your catch up day, but you go to this party on Friday night, you're telling yourself you don't want to drink or at least drink very minimally because you do not have time for a hangover the next day. And maybe there's like one or two friends that are like, oh, come on. I haven't seen you in so long. Stay, have some more. And without consciously knowing that you're saying in your brain, like, I need to be accepted. So this is why I'm going to choose to drink right now. There is that sort of dialogue happening in the background, even if you don't hear it. Because when we do things that other people desire us to do, and it's going against what our plan is, we are motivated by being accepted by them more than we are motivated by accepting our own choices, accepting our own decisions, accepting that we like who we are, we like our decisions, and it's okay if other people feel disappointed that we don't want to drink if they tease us because we don't want to drink or any of that. So acceptance is that second motivational style that creates us drinking more 
than we want to, or keeping us in a drinking habit because we are trying to seek some form of acceptance, or we're trying to not feel unaccepted. So again, even with independence, we are trying to assert authority and control, or we're trying to not feel out of control. Now, the third motivational style that is going to keep you in a drinking habit if you uh, don't know what the style is, if it's going to keep you in an unawareness, is the desire for security. So when we are desiring security, we are motivated by trying to control the anxiety of life, push it away, or minimize it. Now, the way that you would see this show up, so the the underlying emotion with trying to control for security and, and being motivated by feeling secure is the sense that you are insecure or anxious. So when you're trying to control or feeling this is going to show up with you being more uh, kind of like dancing around different activities in a really fast, frenetic type of way. So like, it's kind of like that flight response that we would have. A lot of people have um, the flight response with um, so with security where they're not even aware that they're operating from that that survival brain place because they're doing a lot. They seem really fun, but really like the energy underneath it is really frenetic. And one of the keys for operating under the desire to control anxiety with your motivational style is that you will feel a sense of FOMO a lot. When you're trying to control for anxiety, it it really feels like I don't want to miss the party because what's happening is your brain is getting ahead of you. So it's never really feeling present or not never, but it's just often not feeling present. And it's looking to the future a lot and trying to always be ahead of wherever you are right now. Because when we can predict what's going to happen, when we can stay ahead of life in our brain, we create, we're trying to create a sense of security. We're trying to create a sense of grounded certainty. So when you're drinking, is motivated by tr- create security a lot of times what you're trying to do is not feel anxious you're motivated by independence you're trying to feel more in control when you're trying to when you're motivated by acceptance you're trying to feel a sense of belonging So all three of these motivations are positive 
things in human beings, because what we are trying to feel into is our sense of connection with other people. It is our sense of authority and self-agency. It is our sense of like certainty and groundedness. These are the positive aspects of these motivations. But what happens is our saboteurs come and they make us believe that we can't have these things on our own without alcohol. So in order for you to feel in control, you need to drink so that you can like this dissuade the uncontrollable emotions that you have. In order for you to feel this sense of belonging and connection, you need to drink alcohol because other people won't accept you if you don't. In order for you to not feel anxious, you need to drink alcohol in order for you to like get into that grounded, peaceful, calm place that you really desire. So the three motivational styles, like you might mix and match all of them, but we tend to go towards one of the three most often, not all the time, but most often. And that depends on what our personality characteristics are. And we have basically like two dimensions of our personality. So it's our motivations and our personal styles, like how we handle challenges. So one of the things that I have always been super interested in, um, especially over the last few years is the Enneagram. And so the Enneagram really will tell you a lot of like, what is your personality style, both the positive attributes and the negative attributes. So like the things that are great about you, your divine essence, and the parts that kind of get you into trouble. And what's great about the positive intelligence framework is that the saboteurs that we all have really correspond perfectly to the Enneagram types. What's even better about the positive intelligence framework is that it shows you that you have all nine types. It shows you you have nine types of saboteurs and that they might show up depending on the situation that you're in, uh, what area of life you're in. So for example, you know, I have a very high hyperachiever and my hyperachiever comes in a lot when it is in regards to like my, um, like my physical body and with like making money. And then I also have a really high, uh, restless <laughs> saboteur, which comes in a lot. Like when I don't feel calm and grounded and I feel like I need to, to do a lot. And I'm like, I'm just sort of feeling like very anxious in my brain. So these saboteurs dictate the motivational styles. And I want to go into what our saboteurs are on the next podcast. But first, I want you to think about what I just said with the three motivational styles, independence, acceptance, and security. And ask yourself, when do I see myself drinking the most? What am I looking for? Am I seeking to control 
what I can't control? Am I seeking to gain acceptance or belonging? Or am I seeking to feel some sort of certainty when I don't feel that it's coming naturally? Am I seeking to calm anxiety? That's going to be it for today's podcast. I don't want to go into too much detail because I think it will get too long and lengthy. And I want things to be super, super digestible for um, going forward, especially as we're talking more about um, alcohol and how to um, curb your drinking habit, or if you're sober curious, how to get into drinking super, super infrequently. I also want to let you know that I have a webinar coming up on Tuesday, uh, September 27th, uh, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. It's on the three mistakes you're making during Sober October and what to do instead. So if you're planning on having a sober month and you know in the past you've either like given up on your sober month or it just felt like a real struggle the whole time, I'm going to tell you the three mistakes that you're most likely making and how to change those mistakes so you have a really successful sober month and hopefully make an impact in your drinking habit long-term. I also still have my 10-day alcohol-free challenge, which is going to run forever. You can join anytime with the link in the show notes. Um, And that is going to have me being your virtual coach for 10 days. I'm teaching you several of the most powerful tools that I use with my clients to help them drink less, easily say no to wine without the FOMO. And if you know that you are ready to have the conversation about what one-on-one coaching looks like, the link to book your free consult call with me is also in the show notes. All right, my friends, I hope you have the best weekend. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, please come over there and say hi, and I will talk to you soon.